You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Eagles are at the podium, and we've got it all for you right here, powered by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I'm your host, John Stolness. You can follow me on Twitter, at John Stolness. Coming up, we're going to hear from Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz just moments after the Eagles beat the Redskins in Washington on Sunday, 37-27. to And then we're going to hear from Doug Peterson again in his Monday afternoon news conference after he'd had 24 hours to reflect on yet another narrow escape against a not-very-good team in the NFC East. But before we get to the podium, Podium. Let me give you my three things about Sunday afternoon's game and as we look forward here uh, this week to the Dallas Cowboys in what is essentially a playoff game for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, the first thing is basically the Eagles aren't good, guys. I mean, this these have been two really exciting uh, last-second wins against two pretty bad teams in the bottom of their division. Uh, you got to win these games. But let's face it, the Eagles aren't a good team, objectively speaking, when you look at the other good teams in the league. This is not a good team, but they are less bad than New York, and they're less bad than Washington, and as long as they are also less bad than Dallas next Sunday afternoon at 425 Eastern at Lincoln Financial Field, they're probably going to win the NFC East. I mean, it it may not seem fair to the rest of the league, but you know what? Somebody's got to win this division, and why not us? So the my first big takeaway after watching Sunday is that as I look ahead to this Sunday against Dallas, I trust the depleted offense more than I trust what is really a fully healthy defense. I mean, who's missing from the defense right now? They didn't have Derek Barnett on Sunday afternoon, but... Is there really anybody else from this defense that the team is missing terribly at this point? They have, I mean, Malik Jackson not being around to help out Fletcher Cox certainly has hurt. And Fletcher Cox certainly does not have the numbers, the stat sheet that would make you think he's having an impact season. But as I think about the Philadelphia Eagles right now, despite all of the injuries that they have at wide receiver and the fact that they don't have Jordan Howard and the fact that they did not have Lane Johnson on Sunday after, afternoon. By the way, a big props to Big V for having a nice game uh, on Sunday afternoon in place of Lane Johnson. I trust this depleted offense more than I trust the defense. And we're going to get into the defense in just a second. But the main reason you trust the offense right now is because of the play of Carson Wentz. And let's talk about the throw. Now, it's not going to go down in history as one of the greatest throws of all time, but in Carson Wentz's career, it's probably his best throw ever. Uh, Jimmy Kemsky asked some people uh, about how fast it went. He asked for some for, for some math people to do some calculations, and I think one person calculated it at 63 miles an hour. Imagine throwing an NFL-sized football 63 miles an hour, 25 yards down the field, accurately, which is what Carson Wentz did when he found Miles Sanders in the back of the end zone for the touchdown that essentially... I don't think Miles Sanders caught it. The ball caught Miles Sanders. It knocked him on his butt, and that's what helped keep him in bounds. It was an amazing throw, great catch by the rookie. But to me, that was the, the best throw of Carson's career, and that just shows you anybody who didn't think Carson Wentz was this team's franchise quarterback, I hope you're rethinking that now. I hope you're realizing the error of your ways and understanding that, yes, Wentz does have to be better in certain things. His pocket presence in year number four is still woefully deficient. He is fumbling the ball. Wait, it, it's almost to the point where every time he gets sacked or every time there's a defensive player around him, I'm waiting for him to put the ball on the ground, which he just he did it three times. He did it twice on Sunday. One of them was reversed because it was a forward pass, but he fumbled once and the team recovered it, then fumbled again, and, and Washington recovered to, to then go ahead and, and kick the field goal to take a three-point lead. Now, that has to get better. Fully, fully understanding that? He then has the ability to make up for those mistakes with his unbelievable play and the last two weeks leading clutch touchdown drives in the fourth quarter. Now, he would have had other touch clutch touchdown drives in the fourth quarter this year if Aguilar doesn't drop 
the pass in Atlanta. If, uh, if Ortega Whiteside hauls in that pass against Detroit. Uh, there have been other moments where Carson Wentz, he had Alshon Jeffrey at the end of the Patriots game. A capable wide receiver makes that catch. But Carson Wentz has to get better with his pocket presence. It's it's a must if he's gonna if he's gonna take the next step forward. But third down Wentz is back. The third down Wentz that we saw in 2017, where he you just could not get him off the field, he's back, and that's because he has offensive players helping him. Doug Peterson also has had a phenomenal last two weeks. And you can throw Mike Rowe in there too, I guess. He he's the offensive coordinator. He's helped to coordinate some of this offense. The, the way the Eagles are scoring points with this collection of players is, is unreal. It's like the 2003 Eagles when all, when they had Deuce and Westbrook and Buck Calder and Chad Lewis, but also with a bunch of scrub-wide receivers and Thrash, Pinkston, and Mitchell. But Thrash, Pinkston, and Mitchell are all, were all more established than what the Eagles are running out there right now. Peter King in his Monday morning quarterback post labeled Doug Peterson the coach of the week. He wrote, Playing with a crew dominated by backups, the Eagles offense— sputtering for much of the year, scored 60 points in its last 86 minutes between the Monday night comeback win over the Giants and the Sunday beatdown of Washington on the road. I don't know if I'd call it a beatdown. Philly scored the last 20 points in a 23-17 overtime win over the Giants, then put up 37. They actually put up 30, uh, 31 points. Um, I thought it would be 30 points, wouldn't it? Yeah, they were up. Uh, they scored 30 points um, in the win against uh, in the win at, at Washington because uh, the last seven points were on the defensive touchdown. Peterson and Mike Rowe deserve credit for getting a bunch of Green Eagles to play big in playoff-type games in December. And it really is astonishing that even with a starting wide receiver crew of Ortega Whiteside, Greg Ward, and the practice squad guy who whose name is completely thrown out, flown out of my mind, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and a couple really good tight ends in, in, in uh, uh, Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. And by the way, I had been criticizing Dallas Goddard up until the last couple of weeks. Goddard has really come through in these last couple of weeks. That one-handed catch that he had along the sideline was was just tremendous. A great effort by Dallas Goddard uh, in, the, in this game against Washington. I have more confidence in that crew than I do in the defense. And frankly, I, I think the defense could use a different voice. But what they need most is better players. Jim Schwartz can coordinate a defense with with better players. He keeps asking the players that he has to do things they can't do. He's got to stop blitzing and putting them in man coverage. He's got to stop doing that because he keeps doing it and they keep getting burned. Uh, Kisten Solak talked about it again in the postgame podcast, and I'm sure they'll talk about it in the film review show. But this defense, I think, needs a different voice, but it needs better players. There's no playmakers on this defense. They only have 10 interceptions this year. Ten te- only 10 teams have fewer. They're tied for 13th in sacks with 36. But remember, 10 of those came in one game. They have 26 sacks in their other 13 games. They made Dwayne Haskins look like a player. He hasn't, he hasn't looked like a player all year. And he's only got one offensive piece to worry about, Terry McLaurin, and they couldn't even get that right. But the worst thing about this Eagles defense is that every time the offense scores, the defense gives up points. You can't win that way. You can't beat good teams that way. The defense gives up, you know, when the offense scores, the defense needs to put up a zero on the next possession. And this defense allows teams to march right back down the field when the Eagles score. Almost every time. It's infuriating. And they didn't have a single sack against Dwayne Haskins. Now, I know you would just instinctively leap to the defensive line and say, what the hell? Why can't this defensive line get any pressure on the quarterback? Well, Derek Barnett not being there certainly hurt, but the Redskins, like every other team, was getting rid of the ball super fast. So some of that can't be blamed on the defensive line, obviously. If the quarterback is is getting rid of the ball as soon as he gets on his uh, back foot on his third drop, on his third step, then there's, there's not enough time for the defensive line to get there. So you need your cornerbacks to get in people's faces, but that means having to play man defense, and that's not something the Eagles can do, so they have to play in zone, and quarterbacks are finding receivers quickly. So you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't, and and Jim Schwartz tries to bring the blitz sometimes. It rarely gets there, and that leaves the cornerbacks exposed in one-on-one situations, and even against a, a Washington wide receiver core that had only one good player, Dwayne Haskins was still able to carve up this defense. So I don't know what Jim Schwartz does because they can't get pressure on the quarterback. They can't get turnovers, even though they had an opportunity to get some picks in this game. They don't force enough fumbles and recover them. It's just not a playmaking defense. This team needs better players on defense. They got to fix the wide receiver position next year, and they got to get playmakers at different pos- at different positions in the defense. And 
again, I'm not really sure how they're going to fix all of the problems that they have this offseason. All right, let's go inside the numbers. Miles Sanders had 172 scrimmage yards on Sunday. That's the most by any Eagle since Jeremy Macklin in 2014 and the most by any Eagles running back since Darren Sproles, which was also in 2014. Sanders became the first rookie in Eagles history to record 170 or more scrimmage yards, one rushing touchdown, and one receiving touchdown in the same game. Sanders surpassed LaShawn McCoy for the most rushing yards in Eagles rookie history. Sanders ran for 122 yards on Sunday and ended the Eagles' third longest drought, 46 games including the playoffs, without a 100-yard rusher. Sanders is the first Eagles rookie with 120 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown since Bryce Brown in 2012. That's per ESPN Stats and Info. And his 56-yard run on 3rd and 10 at the 25, I think, was the play of the game. It was, a, it, was, it was also a great play call by Doug Peterson to go with the draw on 3rd and long. The Eagles made that work twice for them on Sunday. Given all of what we've seen from Miles Sanders these last few weeks, I'm not signing Jordan Howard to a long-term extension. Even if you get him on a deal, he's still going to require you to basically split the carries with Miles Sanders, and frankly, I don't want to do that. I think Miles Sanders is a guy who is learning how to run between the tackles. He's showing improvement every week. He's their most dynamic guy on offense right now. I think he needs to have the ball in his hands as much as possible, whether it's out of the backfield, running it, whether it's as a wide receiver. They're using the utilization of Miles Sanders right now is perfect. And I really wouldn't want anything to disturb that. So if Jordan Howard comes back, he's going to be involved. I just I just worry that it would it would take something away from this offense right now. Right now, Miles Sanders and Boston Scott are forming a very effective duo. Let's talk a little bit about Greg Ward, how huge he was in the fourth quarter. Greg Ward was cut or released six different times by the Eagles in his career, but he had a career-high 61 receiving yards and caught the game-winning touchdown with under a minute to go, had four catches for 40 yards in the final drive alone with that touchdown. Over the last two weeks, and this is per Ruben Frank, Miles Sanders, Greg Ward, and Boston Scott have combined for 529 yards from scrimmage and four touchdowns. Now some Carson Wentz numbers. He became the third quarterback in Eagles history to have at least 30 completions, three touchdowns, and no interceptions in a single game, joining Donovan McNabb, Donovan McNabb, joining Donovan McNabb and Randall Cunningham. Carson and Doug, however, need to get this offense going earlier in the game. Uh, in the Washington game, he had an 85 passer rating in the first quarter, a 59.7 passer rating in the second quarter, but took off in the second half, 115.4 in the third, a 140 passer rating in the fourth quarter. He went 11 for 11 with two touchdowns in the fourth quarter on Sunday. And if you look at his splits by the year, uh, pardon me, if you look at his uh, splits this year by quarter, he has a 78.5 passer rating in the first quarter. That's his lowest quarter. They do not get out of the gate fast enough. They, they, it, it seems like it takes, it takes Carson and it takes Doug a quarter and a half to a full half to figure out what they want to do and what's going to work. But then they come out like gangbusters. He has a 90.7 rating in the second quarter, a 114.5 rating in the third quarter, and in the fourth quarter it's 83.1, but it's obviously been much better the last couple of weeks. Overall on the season, he has a first half rating of 85.9. He has a second half and overtime rating of 96.6. So no matter what happens from here on out, Carson, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Greg Ward have given us some really good memories here at the end of 2019. And I think the most important point is that hopefully Carson Wentz is getting his teammates to believe he has led this team on the field exactly the way Nick Foles has led this team on the field the last few weeks. We shouldn't have needed Carson Wentz to do this over the last couple of weeks. But it certainly has helped that he has. And I got to believe with the way he's led this team over the last couple of weeks, maybe if there were some, some players in the locker room who were waiting for Nick Foles to come through those doors, maybe they're not anymore. And hopefully you're one of those people too. If you were waiting for Nick Foles to come walking through those doors, I hope you're not anymore. All right, so third thing, let's look at what this means for the postseason picture. So after the Cowboys slaughtered the Rams, one of the most overrated teams in football, the Eagles now must beat the Cowboys on Sunday in order to win the NFC East. Because Dallas beat the Rams, there is no scenario in which the Eagles can lose to Dallas and then make the playoffs. The Eagles must beat the Giants 
in Week 17. Okay, so let me back up. Because Dallas won, the Eagles cannot clinch the division with a win on Sunday either. Even if the Eagles beat Dallas, they still must beat the Giants in Week 17. Or if they beat Dallas but then lose to the Giants, then the Cowboys also must lose to Washington at home in the final week of the season. The Eagles and Cowboys cannot finish with the same record. The Eagles must have a better record than the Cowboys in order to in order to win the division. So they have to beat the Cowboys this Sunday, and then they have to beat the Giants in Week 17, or lose and hope that Dallas loses in Week 17 also. And we're gonna I'll get into this game a little bit more in the, later in the week. I'm gonna do the eye on the enemy later in the week with um with a Cowboys expert, and then uh, you know we'll talk about our picks and stuff there. But on paper, there really is no earthly reason why the Eagles should win on Sunday against the Cowboys. And the Eagles come in as home underdogs at Lincoln Financial Field. Hungry dogs run faster, right? There's no reason, logically, why the Eagles should win on Sunday. They are completely depleted on offense. The Cowboys should be able to handle them defensively. I don't know how the Eagles' defense is going to stop the Cowboys' offense. They haven't over the last couple years, but they have a big plus on their side in coaching. Doug Peterson is light years better than Jason Garrett. But that being said... Doug Peterson hasn't beaten Jason Carrot. Garrett. No, Carrot. We'll do call him Jason Carrot. Hasn't beaten Jason Carrot in quite a while. So I've seen some people asking, is this the most important game of Wentz's career? Well, yeah. That's not a surprise. Of course it's the most important game of his career. But when you label it like that, it annoys me. Because you make it sound like if they lose, it's all on Carson. And it's not. Look at the headwinds. I'm not trying to give Carson excuses. But you can't you can't go around trumpeting all week. This is Carson's most important game. Like, it's not also the most important game for many of the other players on this team. It's certainly the most important game this team has played since the playoffs last year. And each year is a new thing. All right? So I'll give you my prediction uh, later on in the week for this Sunday's game. But in the meantime, let's hear from Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz in the moments after they beat Washington on Sunday. And then you'll also hear from Doug Peterson in his Monday afternoon news conference. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. After the emphasis you put on, you know, of trying to avoid a letdown, disappointed that you didn't quite have the juice in the first half that you would have liked? Um... I think sometimes you you, you 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 don't realize how important and how much these guys put into the week of practice and preparation. We played uh, till about eleven thirty p.m. Monday night. Over ninety plays on offense. Defense was close to sixty plays, fifty something plays on defense. That's it's a tough tough thing. Physically, that's a tough thing. That was my concern coming into this game. That's why I went a little up tempo early uh, offensively to try to jump start and try to counteract that but uh, I'm just so proud of the guys this is, a, this is a great team win we hung in there we battled for 60 minutes I mean it took 60 minutes to win this game and and uh, my hat's off to our guys in locker room so what's the thing about you on offense in the second half you've got Greg Ward Boston Scott Miles Sanders a lot of young guys making plays on the final drive is this one of the more rewarding wins as a coach with, with all these guys some guys on the practice squad this year? yeah I mean I, I, I'm just so happy for, for those three guys you mentioned obviously Miles Sanders I believe set a rookie uh, record uh, today for uh, scrimmage yards, um, I believe, or total yards uh, as a rookie, and and I mean, to to see to see these guys, and and the energy and um, the excitement, the enthusiasm, um, it's great to see them, you know, perform and play and play well, and and uh, they're disappointed when they when they don't make plays, and they're excited when they do, and the guys, it just seems to kind of energize the entire entire team. Um, 
but uh, you know we have a lot of improvement you know to do a lot of a lot of things to work on and correct. Uh, but uh, they, they, all three of those guys uh, had impacts in this game, obviously. Doug, so what does it say about your team that you guys were able to, Carson specifically, two weeks in a row now, have game-winning drives? Um, well, yeah, I, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm proud, of, proud of Carson and, and obviously leading this team and, um, give, you know, giving us an opportunity down down and getting us back into the game and then obviously the game where, um, you know, it's just, I, th- I think it's just signs of, you know, as, as we, as we mature as a group, uh, you know, um, as we understand this game and this game is a, it's a great game and, and, um, it's just, hopefully it's, you know, we don't want to make it this hard all the time. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's good to see him lead this football team like he has the last couple of weeks. How many miles in terms of how he's now just like hitting those holes? It's just kind of not hesitating, like you saw maybe earlier in the season. I just think it's experience, just seeing it over and over again, uh, getting the reps during the week, um, you know, being the guy, so to speak, you know, and, and um, you know, he's, he's gotten in, in working with Deuce and um, constantly, you know, in the classroom and taking it to the practice field and just, just spending time with him. And, um, you know, through even though he's a uh, he's a, he's technically a, a rookie, um, you know, through experience, uh, you get better each week and each each time you touch the ball. How difficult of a throw and catch was that touchdown Carson had to Miles in the corner there? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we had a feeling that uh, they might they might bring bring some pressure, and and uh, we scored actually to Zach Ertz on the same play uh, earlier, and I think in the third quarter, or maybe the fourth quarter there. Yeah, same end zone. So, um, gosh, it was it was a just a great two, you know, individuals making a play at the, at the same time and. Um, difficult from the standpoint of a quarterback having to put the ball with your right amount of air on it, and then difficult from Greg's standpoint with a guy hanging right on him to to go up and elevate and, and, and come down with the with the ball. He Greg made some big big plays, whether it be on third down or obviously that that touchdown at the end in this game, and it's uh, exciting to see. So, so, uh, Greg Ward obviously had I think four catches on that final drive. Was a lot of that plan, or is that just Carson going through his progression? Or- what made you believe Greg could step up in that type of run? You know, for uh, yes, my wife, uh, favorite player. No, um, <laughs> you, you know, I, I think as the game just evolves, uh, you, you get a feel and a sense of not only players but the game itself. And even as a play caller, you have to get into the game and the rhythm and the flow. And um, you know, and then just talking with you know with Mike Grow. And, and getting ideas and suggestions from him and, and putting all that together. It just sometimes it's, uh, you know, it's the hot hand. Uh, it's definitely Carson, you know, feeling more comfortable uh, with Greg, obviously, and, and, and trusting and um, just, you know, making, making nice, accurate throws. But, you know, it, it's not really – it's more about just being in the flow of the game at that time uh, than, than it is dialing up. I think specific plays for specific guys. Have you seen Carson take a couple of steps forward the last couple of weeks? That there, there's every indication early in the season that he had trouble with these situations. Then last week with a bunch of guys that he probably wasn't very familiar with, he wins. And then this week, after fumbling the ball away, giving them life, he comes back and, and kind of <clears throat> does something else, does something different. Have we seen a, a step forward? For him? I mean, I think so. I think he, I think he continues to improve every week. Um, you know, from that that standpoint, and listen, there's there's not a lot that really just bothers him or the or the team or the offense. I mean, we know we know that you know bad things, negative plays are going to happen, and and uh, you saw it again today. We overcome and we hang together, we hang tough, and and uh, you know we find a way to win the game. And I think I think in Carson's case, that's exactly who he is. That's that's what we know he is uh, as our quarterback and our leader. And it's really really great to see from from his standpoint that that stuff doesn't bother him. You know, he, he gets mad. He goes the other way as far as, you know, put it back into my hands. I want to win the game. So um, that's the confidence that we have in him. So Doug, 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 Miles, 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 Miles. On the long run by Miles, it was uh, third and 11. You're in your own zone. Uh, it's a draw. So a lot of times those are kind of viewed as like give up type plays. I'm not accusing you of that. But what was uh, your thinking on that play call at that time? Get the first down. Doug, no. Really? Doug. really? Okay. That, that's... That I mean, you know, you guys again don't understand game plan and, and understand scheme and how the how the Redskins or our opponents try to defend in certain situations. And we had an option to kill it to a pass if we wanted to. It was, we had an alert there, so 
got the look we wanted and uh, worked out. Doug no, Doug, no knock on these, no knock on these last three weeks of lead up games, for want of a better term. But are, are you glad that Dallas is now in front of you in that? This week, you don't have to worry about motivation. You don't have to worry about letdowns. You have to worry about the mental aspect of it. Uh, is that going to be kind of good to just coach leading up to a game that everyone understands what it is? You know, I think I think uh, where we were just a couple weeks ago, you know, we understood as a team. You know, we, we kind of dug ourselves, you know, uh, into a hole. And uh, we knew what was in front of us. Every week was was a playoff-type game. I mean, it was a must-win game. And it just it didn't – it's just the way our schedule is right now. Obviously, we're finishing with, uh, you know, the last two and now the two in front uh, division games. But um, it, it's it's something that we're – it's what we dealt. We dealt ourselves this this uh, this situation. So um, I, I don't think it's going to take much motivation, you know, uh, this week. Our guys are excited to, to, to get through this game and this win. It's, it's difficult to win in this league and especially in our division and um, – you know, uh, we just gotta we gotta come to work this week again in, in preparation for another another hard fought battle uh, at the link. What's the message there, or the, or the big takeaway there? Well, I mean, obviously we got to continue to talk and and you know um, show them through tape study, uh, watch watch the film, see if there's a place to go with the ball, uh, and just just learn from it. Continue to learn, continue to grow. I mean, listen, it's. You know, as many times as we ask our quarterback to, that we put the ball in his hands. I mean, plays like that are going to happen. Obviously, we try to try to minimize them, but we're just going to continue to talk with him and just work with him. And and he understands, he knows, and um, that we can't put ourselves in that situation. You had a large number of your fans here today, which wasn't the first time for that in the stadium for you. When you see that now, is it less surprising to you to see them here? Um. Our, our fans travel well, any, no matter where we are, or whether we're you know uh, on the West Coast or here on the East Coast. I mean, our, our fans are, are tremendous, and and uh, they support our guys and our our team. And, and it was exciting to see today, and they really really energized you know our guys, obviously, to be here. And, and it was exciting to see. And um, again, my hats off to them, the, the the fans that traveled and and uh, and came down here or, or flew into this game. Um, Hats off to them because they were a big part of this win as well. That's good defense. You're, you give up big plays again. Again, it seemed like your defensive secondary struggled at times. I mean, is that just kind of who you are and you have to live with it? What can you What can you do going forward? I guess you know a team that's pretty familiar with you and has had success against your secondary. Well, and that's that's the only thing is I mean yeah we're in week what fifteen and I mean we're playing our division and we're playing them for the second time so. You know, uh, you got to give credit to our opponent. Obviously, uh, they study the tape as well, and and uh, I, I thought I thought Haskins really stepped in, did a, did a nice job really today, and, and led his team. I mean, it was um, something that you, you know you know that he he's capable of doing that. Obviously, and, and he's in this league for a reason. And um, you know, we've got to do better. We've got to look at the tape, make the corrections, and uh, we got to we got to tighten some areas up. Okay, thanks, guys. Season this year, you still got a shot at the playoffs. What can you say about this group of guys you got? Yeah, resilient, resilient. You know, that's back-to-back weeks. Um, you know, down kind of backs against the wall late in the game like that, and um, guys just stepped up, and made plays. You know, and um, yeah, guys are resilient. What did you, you see on that uh, touchdown pass to Miles in the corner of the end zone? Uh, I just saw him sitting in the back, and I knew it was a tight window, and I had to, <laughs> had to let it rip. Got a little nervous when I let it go, but uh, yeah, I was pretty excited after that. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Like I said, I got a little nervous, but once I saw it hit him in the chest, I was pretty stoked. On the run, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you guys put the best on that last drive, Carson. Uh, what were they doing defensively to kind of allow him to get open? You talking Miles? Is that what you? Yeah. Oh, you said Greg. Yeah. Um, gosh, can't say enough good things about Greg. You know, for him to. Um, just keep coming up big late in the game like that. Um, you know, they, they went man covered a handful of times and he beat his guy. You know, he, he beat his guy and he was, you know, a part of the progression and um, just kept making plays, making plays. And then for him to go up and get that ball and play that big in the red zone like that um, to seal the deal, that was sweet. You don't want to keep making it this hard on yourself. Or you, or you just don't play for the dramatic. But what does it say to be able to do this back to back week about the heart of the team? Yeah, um, kind of just goes back to what I said earlier just teams resilient. And team's resilient. Um, we realize, you know, our backs are against the wall, just like last week. 
you know, and it's, it's do or die right now and uh, make or break. And guys stepped up and kept making plays. And, and guys, you know, to the good, the bad, the ugly, guys just kept believing. You know, guys just kept believing. You know, I had the, the fumble and um, everybody was, you know, cheering me up and, and getting me going. And defense had the big stop. And we just kept believing, kept believing, kept looking at each other, saying we got this and we got it done. Carson, is, is Miles farther along than you anticipated 14 games into his career? Probably. Um, just, you know, the, the things um, – the things that we ask of him um, really all season, but especially once Jordan went down, um, it's a lot. It's a lot. There's a lot on his plate, uh, especially as a rookie. You know, he's, he's picking up blitz protection. He's running the ball. He's catching screens, and he's routing people up and out of the backfield, you know, and um, and he does it all so well. And, and you see, I mean, game in and game out, he's, he's a big play machine for us, and um, he keeps getting it done. I, I'm so proud of the kid. What, what happened on that uh, late-game fumble? Uh, they made a good play, and I got to protect the ball. Yeah, I, it's, I was trying to make a play and improvise, and I got to protect the ball better. As, as much as you say guys were cheering you up, I, I, I assume you were pretty hard on yourself there. In that time in between, what were you thinking, and, and did you just want a chance to get the ball back? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely frustrated at myself. You know, I got to protect the ball, especially given the situation we were in, put the defense in, in a tough spot. But, um, you know, like I said, guys just kept believing. I, I didn't lose faith or confidence at all. Um, I just wanted one more chance. You know, I wanted another chance to go down, and um, the defense gave that to us, and we got it done. Anybody in particular who you attempted a touchdown pass in the center of the end zone in the back where Zach and JJ kind of ended up in the same area? Was that a miscommunication there on that? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. It was they, they made a good play. Yeah, they made a good play, and um, yeah, we just we didn't hit that one. In that situation, is there anyone in particular who kind of you, you really appreciate their you know? Uh, uh, it was it was really everybody. You know, I kept going to the guys and say, hey, that's on me. We'll, we'll be better. And guys say, hey, we believe in you. We got this. You know, and and guys just kept staying upbeat positive on the sideline from from players to coaches the, the defense when, when I talked to those guys so um, that's just the the camaraderie and the bond that we have as a team and um, for us to come together and keep believing in each other that, that's what it's all about well, you describe the atmosphere, can you describe the atmosphere out there because after the game celebration you wouldn't have known you were on the road yeah um that's not starting to not surprise me um, to feel like it's a home game for, for us when we're on the road, just because of the way the Eagles fans travel. Um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty special. Something we, we definitely don't take for granted. Um, yeah, he was, uh, you know, part of the progression there is um, actually a similar play that we scored earlier to, to Zach. And so he was the first read and, um, they had that side covered. So it was just reset and find Greg uh, running across the, the field there. And um, I just put it up. I just put it up. I knew he had to step on Josh and, and put it up and gave him a chance. And um, it was so sweet to see him go up and get that ball. It's only been three, four weeks with Greg and to have that success in that biggest spot. How does that make you feel moving forward that you can trust him? Yeah, I mean, it means a lot, you know, for him to, to not just step up and make plays, but given the situation we were in, you know, the late game drive like that for him to keep making plays. Um, but, you know, shoot, he's been here for a couple of years now. Uh, obviously, he's been on the practice squad and kind of been all over. Um, and, and we've seen what he can do. You know, shoot, he was down there this summer when we were having uh, summer workouts together. So I've been around Greg plenty, you know, and I know what he can do and what he's capable of. And for him to do it today, uh, it was big for us. Of course, Greg did that on the final drive there. What made him? Um, it, it just kind of the way the the plays developed, you know, it, the ways the play developed, the way the play developed each time. Um, he was a, a part of the progression, and you know they played a, a handful of man coverage on on that drive, and he kept making plays. He kept beating his guy, getting open, and making plays. And um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Pretty proud of him. The last six quarters that you guys have played offensively, the way you've won these last two games, is this offense in your mind uh, about as confident or, or playing about as well as it has all season? Um, you could make that argument. Um, I think just the, the way coach is calling it and guys are just really believing in each other um, and rallying around each other from, you know, the run game, the passing game and, and really everything. Um, there's obviously plays that we want back every week, you know, without a doubt. Um, last week in the second half and today, a handful of them. But um, you could say our confidence is very high right now. Carson, what has meant for you personally? I mean, you were, you hadn't done it last week all season and now back-to-back big comeback wins and must-win games what's it mean to you yeah it means a lot to me and and really um really everybody um i think just to to come from behind like i said like i talked about last week and talk about again uh backs against the wall you know backs against the wall there's a lot at stake and um to to have an opportunity late game like that to 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 finish it off to get it done um like i said it means a lot to me and to this team you have a couple must-win games coming down the stretch. Do you feel that your week routine is more intensified during practice and walkthroughs? 
Uh, we try to not change anything. You know, I think that's, that's one of the biggest things is you try and be the same. Win, lose, draw, given whatever the circumstances are, um, we prepare the same. You know, and, and for us, that, that's going to stay the same this week. We realize what week it is. We realize what's at stake. Um, but we're going to keep our normal routine and go get it done. You talked most of the Eric Bell's said momentum's a real thing. Is that something you believe too? And are you feeling that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, you know, shoot, going back to the second half of last week, you know, I think that momentum of for us offensively, you know, to kind of find a, a groove, it, you know, it's been an interesting season for us offensively. And to start finding a rhythm and finding a groove, um, I think that carried over today as well. Uh, I don't think so. No, um, I, I've been extremely confident in myself and the guys around me. Um, you know, like I said, it's been an interesting um, offensive season for us, uh, ups and downs, and um, just struggled finding a rhythm and being consistent for a while. But, uh, you know, I, like I said earlier, I think our confidence is, is in a really good place. Considering all the challenges and the ups and downs, uh, you sit here with a chance to play Dallas yeah yeah it's exciting uh, it's exciting you know that shoot the last couple of weeks it's backs against the wall and, and that doesn't change you know that doesn't change and um we got dallas coming in and we know what that means to this city um each week regardless of the cir- circumstances but we also know the circumstances and what's riding on it as well so uh we'll be ready and we'll be excited Take two more questions. On the 56-yard run, Doug said you had the option to kill it into a pass. Yeah. Uh, I assume the look made you want to stay with the run, but are you thinking there, like, let's try to get the first with the pass, or what's going through your mind? Yeah, I was just trusting the call. You know, trusting the call. You know, I thought we had a good look for the, for the run, and um, it ended up being a little hairy, but Miles, Miles made a play. Um, and you saw that on the, the other draw um, early in the game. And so um, that's what it came down to, is guys just making plays in those big moments like that. And um, for me, it was just trusting in, in the play call and letting it ride. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Do you have any uh, – what, what are you – got your tongue? <laughs> Do you have any updates on injuries that, you know, can you expect anybody back this week? Good question. Good question. Um Everybody is uh, trending in the right direction. Uh, I'm optimistic. Um, you know, Lane Lane obviously uh, is going to be, you know, uh, a day-to-day thing. Yeah, he, is, he is getting better. Um, don't expect him, uh, you know, to, to do a whole lot, you know, today, tomorrow, Wednesday, right now. We'll see where he's at later in the week. Nelly's in the same situation. Uh, Jordan's in the same situation. Uh, so really no change or no, no, you know, any, anything further with them. Uh, who else? Bardet's, uh, is doing better. Uh, we expect him to do something later in the week, see where he's at get him on land and, and get him going. So everybody's, everybody's, uh, you know, everybody's getting there. It's, it's uh, it's a slow process, but they're, they're healing. The importance of the game, do you expect that? If there's a, if it's close, that these guys are going to try to play. Yeah, you know, bottom line is I'm not going to risk uh, further injury with anybody um, for a game, but uh, if they're capable of playing uh, in this football game, then 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 we'll make that you know determination later in the week. Did Darby get hurt during the game? Is it, is it like it didn't seem like he played much after? The game? Yeah, he uh, um, he showed up you know on the injury report, um, and and he's got some lower body uh, right now. You know, with him that uh, he, he should be fine, you know, with it. It's just going to take a couple of days here to rest and, and get him get him back on the practice field. In most cases, his snaps were down. Was, was, was that related to the concussion or was it performance related? No. Um, you know, I think, one, the structure of, uh, you know, uh, the offense. And then, and then also, you know, T.J., Edwards has been playing been playing well too when he's getting us some opportunities. So there's a little bit of that, you know. So uh, keeping all those guys as fresh as possible. Plus they're all playing special teams. Um, so just keeping everybody as fresh as we can. He had been playing a lot of snaps up until coming. Yeah, yeah. TJ TJ's been doing really well. Uh, obviously Nate's been doing well. We're getting Nigel back, you know, here the last couple of games. So uh, there's there's three four guys there that have been playing playing more snaps. Why do you why do you think it? Uh, you guys, you guys have known about Greg Ward for a few years. Why, why do you think it took him this long to break through the way he has and kind of become such a productive player in the NFL? Um, well, I think I think on the inside, uh, we know the type of player that, that Greg Ward is, and because we've seen it, you know, day in day out. Uh, you know, this this is a uh, um, it, it, it's 
it's a little bit of a tricky situation because as you're trying to construct your your roster for each game, you know, he was on practice squad to start the year and you're trying to maybe, ah, can, is this the week that we can get him up? And then there might be an injury in the game that we have to make a move and bring somebody else in a spot, whether it be maybe on the defensive side or or the offensive side, whatever it is. And it just it just didn't work out until, you know, here here in the last, you know, three, four games. So uh, we're excited that uh, obviously he had a chance to bring him up. Uh, we know the type of player he is and, and, he, and, he, and he's proven that on the field. Success on third down yesterday. You had 16 of them. Too many. Yeah. What do you guys need to do um, first and second down to kind of cut those down? You know, a couple of them uh, were, were due to some penalties that, that backed us up. And so Gabe put us into some third down situations there, some third and long uh, situations. Uh, but we had a couple of negative uh, negative rush plays on first down, uh, a couple of screens that went, went for, you know, a negative or, or no gain, you know, those are the, those are the types of things that kind of set you up for, you know, um, a third and three, four, five, maybe even a third and two, you know, so we got to do a little bit better there from execution standpoint on first down, uh, let's try to stay ahead uh, of the chains that way. But, you know, it's not a, it's not a major, a major, uh, thing that, uh, you know, uh, we were focused on. We did overcome, some of those penalties uh, in the game yesterday uh, and thought that our really our third down rushing yesterday was was probably the best we've had all season too. As a play guard, it's gone down to the last two drives for you guys really in the last two weeks. I know you guys probably wish you would have been able to, to put it away earlier, but can it be said, what can be said for the way that you guys have won the last two weeks, knowing what's coming this Sunday with the Cowboys division on the line? I, I just think it just shows that, you know, each week uh, you got to play for 60 minutes. Um, and the game, the game, you, you play the game within the game, and and there's there's going to be highs and lows, and then obviously uh, for us as an offense, it's great to see the fact that they 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 put it on their back and they go down and have a chance to win the game, and then you know uh, credit the defense, we fumble the ball, the offense fumbles the ball, and we only hold them to to three points at, at that at that point too. So um, you don't ever hope that it gets to that point, you know, during the game. But uh, I, I think the guys understand that, hey, it, it, it does take, you know, 60 minutes. Um, and quite frankly, when we got the ball back at the end of the, at the, end of the uh, game there, um, I think everybody knew that, that we were going to go down and score and, and, and win the football game at that point. So uh, it's a credit to the guys. They, they stay in the moment. Nothing's too big for them. Uh, they overcome a lot of adversity. A lot of it's self-inflicted, obviously. Um, and they overcome it and uh, have given themselves a chance to win and have done that in the last two weeks. Uh, Wentz has come up with uh, two of his best performances, certainly his most, two of his most clutch performances over the last two weeks uh, without s- several of his primary targets. What does that say about uh, his development? What does, that, what does that say to you, where he is? Um, he, he's, he's, he's doing some really nice things for us. And um, he's, you know, one of the things that uh, – I might have mentioned it after the game or maybe this morning, you know, on the radio is just that he's, he's understanding, you know, the offense and where everybody is and, and, and spreading the ball around our, our, of course, our, our running attack is, has helped that the screen game has helped that. And, and that just comes from me calling more of those plays for him and helping him be uh, successful there. But, you know, he's just, um, He's maturing that way, you know, and, and it's and it's really good to see. He's understanding the game, and and um, it takes time. This is this is with young quarterbacks and, and young players in this league. It, it takes time, and um, that's that's where he's that's where he's headed, you know. And and, and it was it's really has been good to see the last couple of weeks, um, especially the overtime, you know, win there uh, with New York, and then and then this week to to really put the team on his shoulders and say, hey, let's go win the game. As a follow-up to that, Doug, do you find yourself as a play caller trying to be or forced to be more creative or different when personnel's limited? No. Um, I, I, I just I, I just call what's on the what's on our sheet and what we work on during the week and how we put our guys in position. I and mean, we had, you know, seven different personnel groups yesterday in that game. So we we're moving people around and different different combinations of guys, and and ended up 
using all of them, you know, and, and that's this time of year. The thing is you got so much tape out there and, you know, uh, coaches and teams are going to study your tendencies and, and your personnel and, you know, they're going to have a beat on you. So you, you have to be a little creative and, and, you know, move some guys around and, and use different personnel groups and, you know, use the strengths of each player too, uh, to your advantage. And, um, that's what we've been able to do the last couple of weeks. It's helped us. That was, that was the greatest, uh, the biggest variation in personnel groups we've, we've seen from you this year. Do you sort of relish that opportunity to get creative? What is what is the you know the Monday Tuesday game a, planning process? I think it's like? a fine line uh, on how much you want to be creative, especially with some young players on offense. You, it's you, you don't want to get so creative that you're you're putting too much in, and and then it becomes a you know a mental block for a lot of these guys. But at the same time, we know that we have to, you know, do some things to um, take advantage, you know, of our of our strength on offense and and, and put people in position. So, um, yeah, we find though, you know, the, the, that's what these first couple of days of the week are for uh, is to is to put that together. Doug, you haven't had a, you haven't had a lot of success recently against the Cowboys. Thank you. How much, how much does that gnaw at you? You know, you how much does that gnaw at you, the Cowboys and uh, and how is that going to make this game a lot that much more fun? Listen, we we just I, I you know they they got us the last time and they you know they 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 kicked our tail and they had a, they had a great game plan and and uh, you know we listen it, it's we just got to we just got to come prepared each each day this week um, and and study the tape you know uh, coaches have got to have you know a great game plan obviously and and. Um, you know, they've got to, the par players have got to understand the game plan, how we're trying to, you know, either attack or defend uh, the Cowboys and, and, and then and then go play. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're here at, you know, week 16. And, and again, like I said, there's a lot, of, a lot of tape out there. Uh, another division opponent, there's probably a little more, obviously, on the line, you know, this week than, than most weeks. But it's where we are right now, and we, we've, we've dug this hole, but we're, we're, we're slowly climbing out of it, and, and uh, we're excited for the opportunity. Just getting back to that, I mean, it was just it seemed like there was more of a limited scope yesterday. There wasn't a lot of targets for some of the other guys, including some guys that caught passes last week. Can you continue to win that way, or do you think you have to kind of expand that and get more guys involved? Well, <clears throat> the easy answer would be to expand that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Will you? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, Carson has the, uh, the second most fumbles in, in the NFL, 14 right now. What uh, are you teaching him at this point? What does he have to do in order to, to clean that up? Obviously, hitting some critical. Yeah, it was a, it was unfortunate. Um, I think we put the ball as an offense on the ground four times yesterday, and that that's unacceptable. Um, whether it's the quarterback or you know receivers, whoever it might be, running back. So. Um, we have to do a better job. Players have to understand the importance of the of the football. Uh, it's obviously the most prized possession. You know, during a game, we got to protect it, and he understands that. And we're going to continue to talk and and uh, listen. I, you know, you hate to beat the dead horse, but sometimes you have to. You know, and and, and keep keep pounding the, the you know the point home. And and uh, you know, we're just fortunate we were able, able to overcome you know, putting the ball on the ground as many times as we did. We'd had a snap on the ground yesterday, and Boston put it on the ground one time. I mean, you know, Carson there the one time. So uh, we were just fortunate to overcome that. Did you watch the coach's film of uh, a play like Carson made on the throw to Miles Sanders in the back of the end zone? How, how do you watch that and evaluate it as you're watching it? Well, I saw it live, and I had a great view on, right down the sideline from where I was standing, and it was it was one of the most impressive throws I've seen um honestly in 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 my career either as a player or a, or a coach i mean it was just an impressive throw uh impressive probably more so the catch obviously uh where 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 miles was and there were i believe three redskins and a, and an eagle all lined up in a straight line basically between carson and and miles and um just a tremendous play by both of those guys, by Carson, um, to extend the play. Uh, just unbelievable, you know, unbelievable play in that game and, and one that we needed. How much does it help um, 
you know, with all the adversity you guys have gone through um, the last couple games, especially having to win at the end, like, you know, young guys like, you know, Boston and Greg and, you know, guys who haven't played to be on the field and go through all that heading into a game like against Dallas. You know, one of the things, um, they might be young by uh, age or experience in this league, but but they don't consider themselves young and, and um and and that's that's and that's a positive. That's that's they they consider themselves as veterans, and you know they've they've been in a lot of a lot of games here and a lot of big games here down the stretch, and um, nothing seems too big, you know, for these guys right now. And uh, you, you you've seen Miles and, and his his progression throughout the course of the season, and, and and how he's getting better, and how how Boston is getting better, and Greg has just made his impact here in the last couple of weeks, so. You know, um, like I said, they might be young, but they don't feel young. They don't want to. They don't want to consider themselves as young. They're veteran players, and and uh, that's a credit to them. And uh, nothing's nothing's too big for them right now. Doug, is, uh, is there a, I guess, a developing relationship or a developed relationship between Carson and Miles that maybe we don't get to see until game day that you see in practice? And what does that mean? If that's so, what does that mean for the? The future of this franchise when you have a, a young running back and a, a young quarterback who can kind of grow together and you've seen that you know what that means in the yeah. past for other no i mean it's it's uh, it's encouraging you know obviously the you know not only for the remainder of this season for i think the the the, the future and, and and the near future um but that's what you that's what you got to have you got to have you know to be successful and the teams that are successful in this league and, and can sustain that success i think quarterbacks running backs and receivers and in our case tight ends um having that nucleus of guys around the quarterback um you you can you can sustain that success i believe and um i saw it in green bay you know when when we had you know back to back to back nfc championship games and two super bowls back to back and you know, you just look at the history of the league, and, and it seems like those those core guys are together uh, a lot, and um, and we just hope that you know as we grow uh, with Carson and, and Miles, that we just continue to add pieces to that. Yeah. Did you see this potential? In, in I mean, game? you saw the potential. You saw the you saw the talent, obviously, um, but but uh, you know um, this is. It's it's a I don't want to say it's a surprise, but it's uh, it's it's just encouraging to see the success that Miles has had, you know. Because really, when you, you go back a few weeks when Jordan was in there, you you didn't see Miles right as much or making some of the plays that he's making now. And now that he's kind of been the guy, um, you're seeing more and more of him and his versatility, both running and and catching the football, has has made an impact and and really helped us. Uh, uh, win these last couple of games. Thanks, Doug. Okay, thanks, guys.